Ladies and gentlemen and people and dogs and cats and cows and pigs and whatever the heck it is you are, welcome to the Little Seal English Podcast. My name is Ronan and today I am going to teach you all about a place in Vancouver. In October 2022, my parents came to visit. We went to a beautiful place called Grouse Mountain and this podcast is just a little bit of information about Grouse Mountain and the Grouse Grind. I have a couple of more podcasts in the can waiting to go talking about my parents' visit, but this is the one that we shall kick it off with. So without any further ado, folks, listen up, sit back, grab a pen and paper, maybe grab a beer, grab a coffee, whatever it is, and just enjoy the podcast. You're going to learn a bunch of random English. Here we go. Okay, so before I talk about the trip to Vancouver, I got some questions for you. Questions 1 to 10. And all these questions are about an area called Grouse Mountain. And, you know, you should take note of these questions. The questions are also in the description of the podcast. And the answers are going to come up throughout the podcast episode. So question number one. How far... From downtown Vancouver is Grouse Mountain. Question number two. What was one of the first things Ronan noticed when he got out of the Uber? Question number three. Who coined Grouse Mountain? Question number four. When was the ski club founded? Number five. When did the sky ride open? Number six. How long did it take to get to the top of Grouse Mountain in the past compared to now? 7. How many stairs are on the Grouse Grind? 8. How high is the summit of Grouse Mountain? 9. How many people complete the Grouse Grind annually? And number 10. What are the bears' names? So throughout the rest of this podcast, the answers for those are going to come up. And at the very end, I'll just give you the answers anyways. But to start, folks, if you are ever in Vancouver and you're interested in getting out of the city, interested in getting more into nature or something like that, you should absolutely consider Grouse Mountain. If I had to describe Grouse in three words, I would say gorgeous peaceful and accessible. Let me read a blurb from the website about grouse. A blurb. A blurb is a noun and a blurb is like a short promotional description. Blurs typically appear on like the back cover of books or something or at the top of a website and it gives you an idea of what to expect. So here's the blurb from the website. Just 15 minutes from downtown Vancouver's premier attraction offers the perfect destination for a truly rewarding and memorable experience. With a variety of cultural, educational and outdoor adventures to choose from, we look forward to helping you plan your next visit. Most of Grouse Mountain's summer activities and winter activities are complementary with a mountain admission ticket. So this is a mountain, folks. This is a mountain just 15 minutes outside of Vancouver. Vancouver is one of the biggest cities in British Columbia. No, it is the biggest city in British Columbia. 
Um, however, it is not the capital of British Columbia. Uh, that is Victoria. However, just 15 minutes away from downtown Vancouver, you can get to Grouse Mountain. And there are a bunch of summer and winter activities which are all complimentary with a ticket. So you can do all the different activities as long as you have a ticket. So what do you think some of those activities are? Like what activities can you do in summer on a mountain and what activities can you do in winter on a mountain? Think about it for a moment. Maybe write down some ideas. I don't know. Anyways, so my family were visiting, as you know. And my family and I took an Uber to get to the foot of Grouse Mountain. Uber. Is Uber popular in your country? You know, Uber is a rideshare company. A company where you, a driver of a vehicle, can basically operate as a taxi driver. And it's all conducted through your phone. You enter your location and your destination. The driver accepts and confirms your route. And the driver then brings you from A to B. I live in Kelowna, and when I, when I was in Vancouver, Uber did not exist in Kelowna, and it actually just launched last week or so, and I'm delighted. I'm over the moon, because honestly, the taxis here are dog shit. The taxis are terrible, the taxis are slow, the taxis are unreliable. Uber is actually quite good. Uber is actually quite reliable. You can order an Uber. You can take an Uber. You can hail an Uber. You can't buy an Uber. You can't rent an Uber. You can only take, hail, or order. They are the common collocations. So if you're with your friends, you might be like, yo, let's take an Uber. Hey, let's grab an Uber. Let's order an Uber. All of those are good. But something was a little weird in the Uber that we had. It was kind of strange because you're able to communicate with the driver through your phone. Yeah, you heard me. You heard me correctly, folks. Through your phone. And this this baffled me. This really took me by surprise. So if there's a problem, you communicate through your phone. Of course, you can talk to the driver. But I found it so goddamn strange that on my Uber app, there are several options to click. No talking. Little small talk. Radio on, please. Turn on the air conditioning, please. Like, you can hit buttons on your phone, and the driver, who's less than a foot away from you, gets a message and will do it. I thought that was really, really bizarre. Like, why can't people just speak up? Why can't someone say, Oh, can you turn on the radio, please? Or if you want to make small talk, why can't you just start doing it? Like, I know, if, if you're... In a vehicle with someone, I personally would find it more polite to ask the person directly rather than on the phone. Of course, there's times when it would be helpful if there's a language barrier, if you're introverted, if you have no interest in talking, if you were a person who's unable to talk, a mute, a mute. That's the name we give to people who are unable to talk, M-U-T-E. It's also a setting on your TV or your phone for when you don't want any noise. Mute can also be a verb. Can you mute the TV when I'm talking, please? Mute it right now. You know, if you want to tell someone to be quiet. So, I guess there's pros and cons to it. But for me, it was a little bit strange. Anyways, we took an Uber. We grabbed an Uber. We hopped in an Uber. We hailed an Uber. And we went to Grouse Mountain. And it was by far the quickest and the easiest way to get around Vancouver. So, we arrive and the first thing we notice is just 
how lush the surrounding area is. It's so overgrown with trees and shit. It's beautiful. So much greenery. It's lush. Trees everywhere. You can hear the trees moving in the wind. You can hear the birds. You can hear the busloads of people arriving. Oh nature, how I adore thee. Lush. A beautiful adjective. And it refers to something characterised by abundant growth, richness or opulence. It often describes a place, an environment or vegetation that is vibrant and visually appealing. For example, number one. The tropical rainforest is known for its lush foliage with dense green trees and a wide variety of exotic plants. Number two. The resort boasts lush gardens filled with colourful flowers, creating a serene and picturesque environment. Number three. After the rain, the fields transform into a lush carpet of emerald green, with the crops flourishing under the nourishing water. Four. The wine region is renowned for its lush vineyards where rows upon rows of grapevines stretch as far as the eye can see. And number five, the lush environment is rich in wildlife. So just a couple of examples with the adjective lush, L-U-S-H. Are there any lush gardens in your area? What animals can you find in a lush area? You know, I'd love to have a lush balcony. My wife and I thought about doing up our balcony this year, but to be honest, we never got around to it. We put it on the long finger and just haven't done it yet. So we put it off and we haven't done it. And now it's probably too late, but it is what it is. Anyways, back to Grouse Mountain. So here's some information about the mountain. Grouse Mountain is located about 15 minutes from downtown Vancouver. Grouse Mountain was coined in 1894 by the first recorded person to reach the summit. Back then, in 1894, getting to the top of Grouse Mountain was a three or four day hike. Can you imagine that? Three or four days to get to the top of a mountain. Since 1894, Grouse Mountain has attracted hikers from all over the world and in 1929 a ski club was founded. The world's first double chairlift was built at Grouse Mountain in 1949 and in December 1966 the Skyride opened. The Skyride. The Skyride is a way to go up and down Grouse Mountain without hiking. It's a big container that goes up and down Grouse Mountain by cable. It's just like a big cable car. This means that you're able to go up and down Grouse Mountain in less than 15 minutes each way compared to a three or four day hike. Yeah, I did not go on a three or four day hike with my parents. We took the, we took the sky ride 15 minutes up, 15 minutes down. Now, if you do decide to hike up Grouse Mountain, there is a path and it is called the Grouse Grind. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But first, I mentioned the verb to coin, C-O-I-N. And to coin is to like invent a new word or expression or to use one in a particular way for the very first time. Alan's, Alan Ginsberg coined the term flower 
power. So if you use a word for the very first time, or you invent a new word, you are coining a new word. And Grouse Mountain was coined by the first person who summited Grouse Mountain, who summited the mountain. The first recorded person, I think that's important information, the first recorded person as opposed to the first person ever. And that's important because, you know, Canada was colonised and quite possibly well before Mr. Grouse climbed the mountain, other people probably did. Anywho, let's talk about the Grouse Grind. I love this. So when you get to Grouse, you have two choices. You can take the sky ride up the mountain, which is like a big gondola or a cable car, or you can get a workout in and do the Grouse Grind. The Grouse Grind is a 2.5 kilometer trail up the face of Grouse Mountain, and it is commonly referred to as Mother Nature's Stairmaster. Stairmaster. That is a reference to a gym machine which was made in the 1980s, I think, like a cardio machine. It's like the machine that you see in the gym that's a staircase that just keeps on going, you know, keeps moving. It's a great workout, to be honest. But here are some facts about the grouse grind. Length, 2.5 kilometers. Elevation gain, 800 meters or 2,624 feet. Base, 290 meters above sea level. Summit, 1,090 meters high. Total stairs, 2,830 total stairs. And the average time, on average, it takes two to two and a half hours to complete the hike. So the hike is known to be a bitch. It is known to be a tough motherfucker of a hike. It's only 2.5k, but the elevation gained is 800 meters. You start at about 290 meters above sea level and you finish at 1,090 meters above sea level. Now, when my wife and I went there with my parents, we took the sky ride. There was no way we were doing a hike called the Grouse Grind. Even the name Grind is associated with something difficult. A grind is like a tedious or laborious routine, usually for work or study. We also often use it for a long workout. Here's some examples of grind. Number one, I can't wait for the weekend to relax and escape the daily grind. Number two, his job was a real grind with long hours and monotonous tasks. Three, she endured years of hard work and sacrifice to achieve success embracing the grind. And four, Studying for exams can be a real grind, requiring hours of concentration and review. It's used a lot for work. You know, some, some common collocations are to like escape the grind, embrace the grind, welcome back to the grind, or just back to the grind. You know, when I'm swimming, I always embrace the grind. And that just means that I need to accept that it's going to be a tough motherfucker. I need to accept that this training session is going to be tough. If I'm hiking and it's a long hike, I'll call that a grind of a hike. I'll have to embrace the grind. 
And I'll say to myself, all right, Ronan, embrace the grind. It's not going to get easier, but just put up with it. Shut up and do it. So the grind, folks, the grind. Tedious or laborious routine. Tedious or laborious, something that is very difficult to do is a grind. So imagine you're on the grouse grind. It is solid uphill. No brakes, just straight uphill. Hardly any flat areas or anything. You should absolutely Google or go on social media and look up the grouse grind. Is there anything in your hometown or home country that is similar to the grouse grind? Is there a hike that is straight uphill for a set period of time? Are there any hikes in your hometown or where you live that are grinds? I'd love to know. I might add them to my list. I might arrive there and attempt to do it. Who knows? Anyways, it says on the website that like you're hiking up Grouse Grind, you need to purchase a downward ticket for your sky ride trip down. You're not allowed to hike down the hill. And I thought that was interesting. You know, I was wondering why that was. Why you're allowed to hike up, but not down. I figured it was because the path was narrow. Maybe they want to preserve the track and perhaps people are so tired after going up. If they try to hike down, it could be a liability. They might be too tired to focus on hiking. Also, it is 2.5k of solid downhill and that is not easy actually. You may laugh, but, but let me tell you right now, if you're hiking and it's only downhill the entire way, you are using a completely different set of muscles. So it's not as easy as you may think. I also checked the FAQ section of the website and according to the FAQs, hiking down the grouse grind is not permitted by Metro Vancouver. The primary reason for this is safety because due to the steepness and narrowness of the trail, it's not safe for you or your fellow hiker. Folks, I strongly recommend that you look up the FAQs of something, the frequently asked questions. It is the best place to learn English, the best place to learn random English. On the FAQs, you can find all the information about the grouse grind. And would you believe I have included the link in the description to the FAQs for the Grouse Grind. So look it up, guys. But here's some interesting facts that I read about the Grouse Grind. The grind is divided up into quarters, with the second and third quarters being the steepest. Dogs are not permitted on the trail. Proper, footward, proper footwear is a must. An absolute must. Yes, this is one of those things we have to say these days. It used to be common sense, but common sense is not so common anymore, folks. Proper footwear is essential. Each year, over 100,000 people complete the grouse grind. The etiquette for hiking the grouse grind is that you stick to the right. Faster hikers who are striving for a personal best time, a PB, will usually say, on your left, when approaching a group of hikers. And it's quite important that you do not take up the entire path. Etiquette, folks. Etiquette is extremely important. E-T-I-Q-U-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. Etiquette. Etiquette is like unwritten rules. And whilst it might not be, whilst it might not be a rule, 
to walk on the right. If you don't, people are going to be pissed off. There are no washrooms or outhouses along the trail, so keep that in mind. The cost to take the sky ride from the top to the bottom of the hill is $20. So you can run up to the top, but you must have $20 so you can get back down. And of course, this is a very nice one that I found on the uh, in the FAQ section. Please be considerate of others on the sky ride down the hill. Bring a change of clothes and deodorant. I love that one. You know, if you run up the hill, you're obviously going to be a sweaty betty. You're obviously going to be sweating quite a lot. And so they actually mention it there. Please be considerate of other people when you are going down the mountain. So when you're in the sky ride, when you're in this, like cable car just change your top or something like that don't be a dick basically all right folks so that is just some information about the grouse grind and as i said i put some links in the description so please take a look at the links in the description there's a video and there's faqs about the grouse grind but now we're going to have a look at what you can do at the top of grouse mountain so just before we talk about the top to recap what we have spoken about already. First, I spoke about being in Vancouver. And I spoke about how I got from downtown Vancouver to Grouse Mountain. And that was by Uber. You know, we took an Uber. We hailed an Uber. We took an Uber. We grabbed an Uber from downtown Vancouver to Grouse Mountain. When we got there, the first thing I noticed was how lush it was. How green it was. You know, there were so many trees around. And it was like really warm at this time of year. So it was kind of humid. But it was nice. It wasn't bad. It was actually really, really nice. So it was a very lush area. After that, I just started talking about the sky ride. I spoke about how Grouse Mountain got its name. How it used to be a three or four day hike. But now it's a 15 minute ride. So it's a lot easier. It's a lot more accessible now than it was. And then I started talking about the Grouse Grind itself. And how there's a total of 2,830 steps or 30 stairs on the Grouse Grind. I really want to do it. I really want to go back to Vancouver just to do it. Anyways, at the start of this podcast, I asked you 10 different questions. And here are the answers to nine of them. Question number 10, the answer hasn't been said yet. I probably shouldn't have included it where I did. Anyways, question number one. How far from downtown Vancouver is Grouse Mountain? Only 15 minutes away, so it's pretty easy to get to. Remember I said it was accessible? Because it really, really is. Question number two. What was one of the first things Ronan noticed when he got out of the Uber? And the answer is how lush it was. Go back and listen if you didn't catch that. Maybe I didn't say it directly. However, everything was so lush in at the foot of Grouse Mountain. Who coined Grouse Mountain was number three. And it was coined after the first person, first recorded person to reach the summit. Question number four. When was the ski club founded? And that was 1929. Question five. When did the sky ride open? 1966. Question six. How long did it take to get to the top of Grouse in the past compared to now? About four days. 
Absolutely crazy. Question seven. How many stairs are on the grouse grind? 2,830. How high is the summit of grouse? 1,090 metres. And how many people complete the grouse grind annually? 100,000 or more. So we do not have the answer to question 10. What are the bears' names? But that will be coming up very soon. My friends, that's it for today. This is part one of a series of podcasts all about when my parents came to visit. Part two is going to talk about Vancouver and stuff that you can do on top of Grouse Mountain because it's not just a viewpoint, there's a whole lot more going on. And then part three, just a little bit about some stuff that happened in Kelowna or when my parents came to visit the Okanagan, which is the area where I live. I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Stay tuned for more. Keep listening. I have a gift coming up for you very, very soon. Once I get one or two more things finalized, you are great. You're amazing. You're the best. Thank you all. Bye for now.